When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C, helping to open hearts and minds in a world of overstimulation. Now, here's Toby C. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> it's me. Yep. I'm back. Yeah. If you if you didn't hear the announcer, my name's Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. Yeah. It's a concept show. My uh producer hates it when I say that, but it is a concept show. The concept is we're going to talk about recovery and the concept is that you just might get better. Your loved one might just get better if you stick around and keep an open mind and listen. And we might just uncover something called principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, yep, can expel any deadly disturbance or obsession that you're suffering from or your loved one might be suffering from and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. How about that? Yeah. Our show today is, is, is called Recover, Undisturbing the Disturbance. How about that? And the reason why I proceed the title with Recover, Undisturbing the Disturbance is, listen, there's a lot of different ways to undisturb the disturbance. Can you dig that? You better believe it. You know, compulsive shopping, gambling, deviant sex, codependency, alcohol abuse, drug abuse. Um, the list just goes on and on, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, sure does. But anyway, we're going to just kind of hit the highlights of it today. You know, we're going to be talking about really trying to define what uh, what is disturbance, okay? So we can move into the solution of undisturbing this disturbance. And I'll tell you, if you're in recovery or if you know somebody who's in recovery, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's, it's a disturbance. It's something deep down inside. And I'm telling you, it's not the drug abuse. It's not the alcohol abuse. It's not, it's not all these behaviors of acting out. No, it's something, something deep, deep down inside. It might be something spiritual. It might be something mental might be something emotional yeah you know but at the end of the day uh, many people discover that um, that that you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer yeah how about that well that's what we'll be talking about today yeah, I'm going to go ahead and burn into your consciousness that you can get better regardless of anyone the only condition is that you got to trust God and clean house, and and God's kind of a touchy subject, isn't it? So, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna touch on it a little bit because it's a touchy subject. But uh, uh, hopefully, you'll be able to uh, open your mind and conceive of a of a God of your understanding. Okay, not the one that maybe you were force fed when you were growing up. You better believe it. And again, you know, don't get turned off if if we if you hear us talking about drug abuse or alcohol abuse and. Um, might be reading a couple of quotes out of some some very popular recovery publications. You know, this this message might pertain to to you. It might pertain to your specific problem. You know, it might be pertain this this message and what we're going to talk about today. The disturbance is really uh, 
uh, the core issue of why so many of us act out. Yes, we act out. Drug abuse, alcohol abuse, deviant sex, gambling, all the insanity is part of the disturbance. Of course it is. Oh, you better believe it. So... You know, and you're not going to hear uh, no Collins, no uh, no guest appearances. It's just it's just yours truly, and we're going to kind of mash it out in in hopefully an easy way to try to uh, to understand it, so that so that we can go ahead and and create our own synthesized message of what we're going to discuss today, and maybe share it with somebody else who's disturbed, or maybe we'll be able to give somebody who's disturbed. A break, okay? Oh yeah, we're going to be talking about giving people who are disturbed a break. And by the way, when we give people a break who are disturbed, not only are we are we in recovery, and are not only are we helping to calm this person's disturbance, but actually we get a little gift out of it ourselves. We calm our own disturbance. How about that? Oh yeah, beautiful. Coming to you live recorded from a place called Dead Rat Studios in Palm Springs, California. <laughs> the reason why it's called Dead Rat Studios, there's a lot of different reasons, but I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's the summertime right now, and we do have a couple of live active rattlers. And we've told the gardeners, do not kill the vibras. No mata las vibras. Don't kill them, man. Do not kill the rattlers because they take care of the rodents. Yeah. And... By the way, a lot of the disturbance, what a nice metaphor, the snakes out there. Uh, you know, so much of, of our disturbance and the disturbance of others is the hysteria and the fear of, of, of the unknown and the unseen uh, could be a nice metaphor for the snake. You better believe it. You better believe it. Something, something wants to keep you or your loved one and me disturbed. Something wants to keep us in everlasting contempt and ignorance. Something wants to keep us irritable, restless, and discontent. Better believe it. I'm part of a 12-step program. I've been in a lot of different recovery centers and tried a lot of different movements and, and you know, EST, you name it, man. TM, I'm a little older than the average bear, but... Uh, I'll tell you, I, I kind of like this 12-step movement because it's, uh, it's a nice balancing act. Yeah, you're going to hear them talk about uh, God and, and, and a lot of Christian overtones. It's very ecumenical in that sense. But also the nice part about the 12-step program is it's very secular. It's non-religious. There it is. It's a balancing act between ecumenical and secular. And it allows the sufferer, anybody, to to conceive, to open up their mind and conceive and adopt um, a, a conception of a power greater than themselves, of a higher power, of anything other than self. And, and you can call it whatever you choose. More of us religious members uh, of this movement uh, choose to call it God, you know, or a God of our understanding. How about that? By the way, if you're just joining us, my name's Toby C., the name of our show is called In This Moment, and it's just you and me, and we're mashing out how to undisturb the disturbance, how to undisturb the disturbance in others, how to undisturb the disturbance within ourselves, how to undisturb the disturbance of everything around us and our perception of, of things around us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Better believe it.
So how are we going to do that? Well, first of all, in the next segment, we're going to be talking about really specifically who's disturbed, okay? And in the third segment, like we do every show, we're going to be moving into the answer, the solution of undisturbing the disturbance. Hallelujah. And I told you it was a concept show. Um, our fourth segment, we're going to be doing something called the imagination exercises. Oh, yeah, and we're going to be talking about something called sponsorship. Yeah, you're going to become a sponsor. Can you imagine that? Yeah, you're going to be, you're going to have a gift of how to undisturb the disturbance. It's a gift. How about that? And you're going to be graced with that gift this hour or not. I don't know. It just depends if you're listening. Mm -hmm. So there's the deal. Take a sip of coffee. Sit back and relax, okay? And know first and foremost, the most disturbing thing that a human being can experience is the alienation of their two most basic human instinctual needs. And if a human being is deprived of love, or if a person is deprived of security, or if a person perceives themselves being deprived of either. Yeah, the, the result usually is disturbance. Yeah, they're disturbed. Um, there's a lot of different words for, for being disturbed. How about stressed out? Oh, yeah. And quite often, you know, the more we try to achieve love and security from those about us, uh, the more you know, unwittingly, but apparently we, we cultivate defective relationships with others. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, if you have enough defective relationships with people, you know, if people are pissing you off or if, if you're pissing people off, the solution is to alienate, is to, to retreat, right? The best way to, you know, for a lot of us sick people, like yours truly, you know, the disturbance is them, and the way to undisturb the disturbance of them is to pull away and to alienate them and to push them out of our minds and push them out of our hearts and ignore them and pretend they don't exist. Oh, yeah. And what we're doing is we're practicing something called avoidance. It's one of the codependent patterns. And one of the pitfalls of, uh, of avoidance and alienation and isolation and loneliness is it's the devil's work. Yeah. It's where Satan wants you to be. Satan wants you to be isolated and lonely, screaming out the battle cry of self-pity. You don't understand me. Have you heard that one before? Oh, yeah. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, know for sure that successful living and successful recovery and the start of starting to undisturb the disturbance means emerging from isolation and loneliness. You better believe it. Whatever you're suffering from, get back to the group. Get back to the group. You, you need the group. The group needs you. Find your group. If you've never been to a group, find a group. Ask around, you know, with the gift of desperation, with the conviction and the willing to, to pursue a group that only the dying would, would pursue with such a sense of urgency. Find the group. Find your group. 
and make a commitment to the group. And if you stick around on the bus long enough, the view outside the window is going to change. Oh, yeah. And your bus is the group. Get on the bus, man, the magic bus, and get on it every day before it arrives and get into your seat and buckle down and enjoy the ride. And if you stay in the group long enough, something magical just might happen. You might find this calming sensation that might overwhelm you. And that calming sensation that you're going to experience in the group is God, a God of your understanding as he expresses himself through the group. How about that? How cool is that? Yeah. There you go. How about that for our warm-up? All right, when we come back, we don't have a lot of time before the bottom of the hour, but we're going to mash it out about how to, to undisturb the disturbance by putting the spotlight on exactly what and who is the disturbance. Amen on that. Toby C., name of the show, In This Moment. moment with Toby C, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. And now, more of In This Moment with Toby C. You know, you can't overcome a problem unless you really adequately illuminate what the problem is. And the problem, today's subject, man, is, is through recovery, we're trying to undisturb the disturbance. So what's the problem? The problem is the disturbance. So what exactly is the disturbance, Toby? I don't know. Let's figure this out. The disturbance is anything that's agitated flustered, unhinged, upset, stressed out. You know any people like that? Do you know any people like that? Mm -hmm. Do you know any people that are stressed out? Better believe it. That's the disturbance. It's that simple. You're either calm and you're in peace and you're in faith or you're agitated and irritable and restless and discontent and you're in fear and you're disturbed. It's really that simple. It's an energy. It's a vibration. It's a disorder. It's, it's, something, it's something evil. And in recovery... We tend to find out that, that the evil element that we're really suffering from more than anything in the world is self. It's the bondage of self. Exactly. You know, the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Why? Huh. I'll tell you why. Because, see, self is putting um, the cart before the horse. 
There it is. If you really want to undisturb the disturbance, understand that you, my friend, you know, the fact that you might be in something called the bondage of self, that might be the disturbance. It's not other people. It's you. It's your inability, our inability, my inability, our complete inability to form a true partnership with another human being. There's just no way. It's, it's, a, it's a passive, aggressive, out of alignment, out of, you know, unbalanced wheel, man. It'll never roll perfect. Don't say that. Don't say that, Toby. Don't ever say never. Never say never, baby. Uh-uh. Now, it'll always materialize if we work for them. You better believe it. Work for what? Work at understanding something called, in order to recover, we must acquire an, an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness. Followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. So where's this God consciousness? It's missing. There it is. If we're not God conscious, then where are we, Toby? Well, I think if we're not God conscious, maybe we're self-conscious. Maybe the antithesis of self-consciousness is God-consciousness, and vice versa. Maybe the disturbance is self-consciousness. There it is. Hmm. Pretty confusing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, driven by a hundred forms of fear itself. Come on. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of what? Fear. You know? Even though our intentions were good, you know, we placed ourselves in a position to be harmed and hurt. We stepped on the toes of our fellows and they retaliated. We didn't know why. See, that's part of those defective relationships I was telling you about. Who harbors defective relationships with people? I'll tell you. People who practice avoidance, right? Who don't want to let people get close to them. That's a great way to, to, to harbor defective relationships with others. To be paranoid and to be obsessing and worrying about stuff all the time. To be paralyzed in something called fear. Who the heck wants to be around a worry wart? Not me. No way. Um, who wants to be around somebody who's possessed by evil? By some demon? The demon of uncertainty. The demon of low self-esteem. The demon of deception. The demon of lust, greed, anger, sloth, gluttony. Pride. Nobody wants to be around that. I, I happen to believe that people want to stay out of conflict. And disturbed people are, are full of conflict, are they not? Sure they are. I know a lot of people have no reason to be disturbed except it makes them feel alive and they agitate people. Right? You know, being disturbed is a vibration, trust me. You know, and if fear is contagious, you better believe somebody's disturbance and their agitation and their irritability and their restlessness, that's contagious too. You better believe it. A lot of people don't want to be around that. It's a repellent. That's the worst part about, uh, about the disturbance. You know, if you spot it, you got it. If people don't want to be around you, you know, or if maybe you got a good reason to isolate and practice avoidance, maybe there's something wrong with you deep down inside. You better believe it. You've just been in denial this whole time. You know, it persists below the level of consciousness. Yeah, this demon. And with it, there goes the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life. It affects everybody. It's the ripple effect. It affects all whose lives are touched by the sufferer. Just didn't have enough time to mash out 
exactly what's the disturbance. But man, the, the disturbance is deep down, you know, inside you, your inability to, to connect with a loving power greater than yourself. How about that? When I come back, we're going to be now talking about moving into how to undisturb it, baby. Finally, we're going to move into the solution. I'm Toby C. Name of the show is In This Moment. Be right back with Recovering. message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here's your guide, Toby C., can you hear me? Ah, yes. I thought we were having technical difficulties there for a minute. Woo! Thank goodness. <sighs> I was getting disturbed. Can you imagine that? And how I undisturbed my disturbance is by trying to carry a good message in recovery, right? Oh, boy. Hey, isn't a person's disturbance kind of a bad message. Do you know anybody who's disturbed and they're kind of a bad messenger, aren't they? Amen on that. Better believe it. Well, let me tell you, one of the best ways to, to undisturb the disturbance, we talked about this in the first segment, is to emerge from isolation, to get out of loneliness, and to get back into the group. Get back into the group. And I gotta tell you, you know, first things first, man, the group. The group is where God is, okay? I'm just gonna I'm just not gonna mince words, okay? And the problem with so many of us was um, by refusing to place God first, we deprived ourselves of his help. There we go. By refusing to place God first, we deprived ourselves of his help. Yeah, first things first, man. You know, first of all, we had to quit playing God. <laughs> That can be certainly the source of, um, of, our, of our disturbance. And uh, the way we, we stop playing God is we clean house. There it is. There, I mean, that's what we gotta do. We gotta, we gotta go in there and, and we've got to um, really understand that it's not the, the, the deviant, um, aggressive, toxic, risky, harmful behavior that's our problem, is the deeper underlying fire. This fire that, that, that tells us we've got to, got to keep drinking or using, otherwise we're gonna die. You know, it's the double bind. It's the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. The mind tells us that we've got to keep going. We've got to, we have an overwhelming and compelling reason, the bondage of self. And of course, the allergy of the body says, you know, if you keep doing this, you're going to kill me. You're going to die. But I'll tell you, so often, the disturbance is so overwhelming, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah. The disturbance is so overwhelming. And thank God some of us lucky ones get to hit what's known as our bottom. And don't you ever let anybody tell you what your bottom is. Your bottom is when you decide you've had, your, you've had enough and your life is unmanageable and you're finally ready to do something about it. That's your bottom. And quite often, a lot of us have to go through some terrible pain and suffering. Hammered out on the anvils of experience, you know, these deadly lessons. And a lot of people, and they're deadly. They don't make it. But as some of us lucky ones, we find ourselves at the bottom and we've been given something called the gift of desperation. Yeah, when we're so disturbed <laughs> that um, there's just no, it's the last stop on the line. We're busted, disgusted, and untrusted, man. And nobody wants anything to do with us. We don't want anything to do with ourselves except we, we're too chicken and coward to commit suicide. There it is. And so now comes the moment of truth, the moment of truth where are we going to meet our maker on our terms or are we going to go ahead and survive this, this hell on earth and try to do something about it? And that's the moment at, a, at the bottom we're given the gift of desperation. And that's the moment a lot of us make a decision to calm down and to get honest, yeah, and to take an honest and for some of us, the first time in our lives, an accurate self-survey of ourselves. And it's so easy when we've hit bottom, believe me, at the bottom we become as open-minded a conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. It's at the bottom. It's not at the top. You know, a few people at the top you know, kind of figure it out. But um, nah, for most of us, for most of us, um, we have to finally... Um, agree to put our hands in the hands of, of the man. It's called an act of faith. It's called finding a sponsor. It's finding somebody in your group of recovery and going up to that person and saying, will you help me? Will you help me make some discoveries, some profound discoveries about myself so I can relate myself different to the world about me and I can somehow try to become happily and usefully whole? It's called a sponsor. You go to this person and you, you listen to them and you trust them. And lo and behold, quite often they say, yes, I will pay attention to you. Yes, I will spend time with you. And if you're lucky, if you're really lucky, you're going to get a sponsor who's going to not only pay attention to you, but they're going to prepare you to become a sponsor. There it is. And let me tell you something. Recovery and this thing called cleaning house is all about undisturbing the disturbance, okay? And staying undisturbed is the name of the game, okay? It's just like drinking, okay? Anybody can get sober for 30 days, you know, if you sew up their lips, all right? The idea is to stay sober, is to stay undisturbed one day at a time forever and ever, amen. And the way we do that is, is we sponsor other people. So if you're lucky, you're going to find a sponsor that's going to prepare you to become a sponsor. If you're lucky, you're going to find a sponsor that's not going to develop a deep and meaningful relationship with you now, but rather take you into a quiet, undistracted, undisturbed area and bury your nose in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous or its sister publication called The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions or The Holy Bible or there's another book called You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought <laughs> whatever <laughs> or Beyond Powerful Radio by Valerie Geller any spiritual publication out there that's going to suit your 
your fancy. That's what you want to do. You want to bury your nose in that book with, with your, with your sponsor and with your sponsee. And, and you take turns reading a couple of pages at a time, you know, and, and you discuss what you read in there. And you look for the allegorical meaning, not the literal meaning. You look for something, some hidden message buried deep down inside those pages. In between the black print on those white pages are something called principles, spiritual in their nature. And you got to dig them out. You got to read it about 10 times, but then they jump out at you. If you're just, if you're just joining us, in the middle of this disturbing long segment. <laughs> My name's Toby C. And the show's called In This Moment. And it's a show about recovery. And we're talking about this hour about recovery and how to undisturb the disturbance. How about that? How to bring sanity to the insane. How to bring sobriety to the drunk. The emotionally drunk. The physically and chemically drunk. The spiritually drunk. How about that? Oh, yeah. So I'll tell you what's so nice in recovery, man. When you find a sponsor, oh, yeah. And you keep going to meetings, man. Even before you find a sponsor, just make a commitment to yourself to keep going to that meeting. And I swear to God, that meeting will calm you down. It'll calm you down. And, 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 and lo and behold, by practicing the discipline and the commitment of going to that meeting every single day, you are indeed practicing a discipline. And you know what comes from discipline? obedience oh yeah obedience to what toby how about obedience to god's will uh what's god's will toby well maybe god's will is simply just getting along with our fellow man today how about that and when we're chill and we're living right and we're thinking right we're going to get along better with our fellow man right and like i said these principles they're kind of rules they're they're not rules about you know not going to to hell and going to heaven they're rules about getting along with our fellow man they're called dictates of a higher power one of my favorite quotes in the book called alcoholics anonymous the eighth the library of congress the united states library of congress deemed this this piece of literature, the eighth most influential uh, book in our nation's history and culture and well-being. What do you think of that? And I'll tell you one of my favorite quotes. I don't know where it is. I think it might be in, way in the back. One of those chapters called, like, I think, The Family Afterward or something. It says this. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. Now, how about that? Taking the present and by the snap of a finger, changing your present circumstances, changing your present circumstances to something new and wonderful, entering a new and wonderful world. They call it glimpsing at the fourth dimension. Oh, yeah. The fourth dimension. Glimpsing at a new and wonderful world where God's waiting for you. He never left you, man. God never left you. You could just never find him. You're too busy being disturbed. Yeah, you know, deep down inside, deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. But he, God, may be obscured by our disturbance. There it is. Gee, what's dis what's, give us some examples of disturbance, Toby. Well, a good example of disturbance is ego. How about pride and ego? Another good example of disturbance is um, worship 
of other things and other people, putting other things uh, on a pedestal, putting other people on a pedestal, or demanding that they put us on a pedestal. How about that for a disturbance? How about calamity and turmoil that surrounds us? I did a show about finding the eye of the storm, man. How about that? Yeah, believe me, you can find the eye of the storm. You can find that undisturbed area in the midst of that disturbance. You can find that nice perimeter of the circus ring where you don't have to be in the circus anymore. You better believe it. And it happens in recovery. It happens when we finally take a profound, honest self-survey of ourselves. And you can't do it yourself. Only you alone can decide that I want to, you know, you want to get better and you want to do this accurate self-survey. But guess what? You can't do it alone. Nah. Come on, man. Come on, man. You can't do it alone. But that's it, you know. Yeah, suffering leads to to desperation, which leads to discipline, which leads to obedience, which leads to faith, man. You know, this this accurate self-survey, self-examination, prayer and meditation, taken alone, they're very useful and beneficial. But I gotta tell you, this self-examination and this prayer and meditation, when they are related and interwoven and inter and interrelated, the result is an unshakable foundation. Yeah, there it is. The unshakable foundation is about how to stay is about staying away from the disturbance. It's about staying undisturbed. And the best way to maintain this unshakable foundation, you know, if you can't sit there and continue practicing you know, an accurate self-survey, then work with others and help somebody else undisturb the disturbance. It's called sponsorship. It's called paying attention to somebody. And it's a lot easier than you think. What do you think about that? When we come back from the fourth and final segment of In This Moment with Toby C., we're going to be doing something called the imagination exercises. Imagine undisturbing the disturbance. Imagine becoming a sponsor. Imagine experiencing the joy of recovery. Imagine having an overwhelming and compelling reason to stay sober today instead of an overwhelming and compelling reason to get loaded today. How about that? We're going to be right back. Recovery, undisturbing the disturbance here on In This Moment with Toby C. Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, we hope you've had a chance to calm down, connect, and feel secure. And now, today's conclusion of In This Moment with Toby C. Yeah, you better believe it. The conclusion. I'll tell you, when I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. I'm telling you, my friend, if you want to start living in the in the answer and stop living in this problem, your disturbance can go away just like that. Do you hear me click my fingers? First of all, um, back in the 1970s, there was a song. It was a folk song. 
And it was written by a Canadian guy named, um, it escapes me. He's the same guy that wrote Snowbird by Ann Murray. But he wrote a folk song, very, very popular, called Put Your Hand in the Hand. Yeah. Maybe you've heard it. And I'm not going to sing it to you because I sing and I speak in the key of E. But um, the lyrics were this. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the waters. Put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the seas. Take a look at yourself and you can look at others differently. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. You know, that's, that's the, man, the man from Galilee is another metaphor for God. You know, the hand with a capital H, that's God. You call, you call God or that higher power, a power greater than yourself, anything you want. But the idea is to, uh, is to, try, to, to try to clean house and prepare yourself, prepare yourself for this. Are you ready for this? You are going to possibly become the hand of God. Yeah, what do you think of that? Can you imagine that? Did you ever think about that? When you're, when you're in the right zone, when you're vibrating at the right frequency, when you are truly sober, when you are in God's grace, you certainly can become a channel and transmute God's love. You better believe it. You can become an instrument of God's tranquility and his grace. Absolutely. Did it ever occur to you that, that, that when a man puts his hand in the hand of another man, it's really a demonstration of faith. It's an act of faith. It says, I'm, I'm done fighting. I'm going to lay down and take the 10 count. I'm going to stop getting up and, and, and I'm going to stop fighting, man. I'm done. And here's the deal. You're going to become that, that man or that woman. If you ever think of that, you know, the whole purpose of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. But so few of us ever get that memo. Our sponsors are too busy developing deep and meaningful relationships with us and, and, um, and talking about other things besides recovery. But I got to tell you, man, if your sponsor is not preparing you to become a sponsor, he's ripping you off. You know why? Because you're missing out on the joyful experience of recovery. You don't know it yet, man, but, you know, you're going to be able to carry an incredibly healthy message to another suffering alcoholic or drug addict or, or whatever your specialty is. Why? You're going, to, you're going to be able to help these people when no one else could. Why? You're going to be able to secure their confidence when others fail. Why? Because you're going to remember that they are very ill, first of all, and they, like you, all right, they, like you, have now been through the emotional ringer. And you're going to share your experience with this man or woman that's going to be uniquely useful. You're going to reach this person where ministers and doctor, doctors could not. Can you imagine that? And you know what's going to happen? And by the way, you don't have to ring the bell and do all 12 steps to start paying attention to somebody and practice sponsorship. Sponsorship's just paying attention to somebody, trying to calm them down, man. It helps if you've done the 12 steps and run the bell, but you can do it mano y mano, man. And here's, what, here's what's in store for you, my friend. 
you're going to witness life taking on new meaning. You're going to watch these people that you've been spending time with recover. You're going to watch these people who, who were not interested in helping anybody but themselves. You're going to all of a sudden see them help others. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to watch loneliness vanish. These people who are terminally unique and prefer to be alone, you're going to watch that loneliness vanish. And you're going to see a fellowship grow up about this person and you too. And you're going to have a host of friends, man. And so is your prospect. It's an experience you must not miss. It's called the joyful experience of recovery. Absolutely. Think about that. You're going to, re- you're going to undisturb the disturbance by trusting God and cleaning house. And you're going to stay undisturbed by helping others in recovery. Not helping others to another drug or a drink or a shopping spree. You're going to help others to your testimony. To your testimony about how God did for you what you could not do for yourself in the group, in recovery. How about that? Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this show on recovery, undisturbing the disturbance. I'm your host, Toby C. I really love this show, mashing it out. The name of the show is called In This Moment. Come back for more In This Moment soon. Take care. God bless. Here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 